Hi, I'm Autumn. And I'm Bethany. And we are A2B Podcast, working on getting from point A to point B through simplicity, organization, and some fun. You know, sometimes, Bethany, I feel like we need to give a little bit more description in our intro. <laughs> like, the reason that I say simplicity in organization is because I'm a professional organizer. And the reason that you say the word fun is because you're the fun one. <laughs> well, how about this? The reason you say A is because your name starts with an A. And the reason yeah. I say B, no, we got that that part. We, I think we have said that before. I think so. But I'm Autumn, and I'm a professional organizer, and this is my best friend, Bethany, and she is an elementary school teacher. And some fun. (laughs) So there's our more in-depth intro. Well, thank you. I'm glad you think I'm fun, because it's funny. I think you're fun. I think that's why we're friends. Mm, There we go. Check. So, Autumn, (laughs) speaking of fun. Yes. It is August. I know. This is when... Wait a second. This has nothing to do with fun. No. Well, okay. This year I don't disagree because it's not fun. Point I'm talking about school. School starting. That's what that's what I'm talking about. We need to talk about this for a minute. Yes, we would usually be recording an episode kind of about back to school. I'm trying to think about what our other episodes were. Well, we did episode 23, Back to School Simplified, and we talked about schedules. We talked about getting kiddos into routines. And our district and most districts started distance learning in the spring. We're in California, so we're going to be doing distance learning again in the fall. So I think we want to just touch on back to school for a minute because... It's still on our minds. I'm still a little lost how you jumped from fun into this topic. (laughs) Well, what we did want to talk about was we wanted to reference back to episode 84 that we recorded back in March where we talked about different schedules and we worked it in with the fact that I was working on teaching my kids at home and Bethany was doing Zoom calls as a teacher at home. And so we kind of talked about the scheduling from that point of view. So if you haven't heard it yet, check in with episode 84, Simple Schedules for Less Than and simple times where we're talking about four different types of schedules that you can choose from. We talk about an hour by hour schedule, which is your typical schedule that you'd think of, a more strict schedule. And then we also talked about other more loose schedules like time blocking, where you divide up your days into different blocks of time. So they kind of have a theme. The other two that we talked about, one was a top three. It was more of a daily plan than a schedule. So what are three things that you want to make sure you get done? And the rest of the schedule can be a little bit more fluid. So maybe reading is one or doing a family project is one or math is one. You're more prioritizing what's going to happen that day. And it's not so much based on time. It's kind of whatever rhythm of the day you guys fall into. The last one is the most flexible is just creating kind of a buffet of options from different categories. We talked about different categories or subjects and then brainstorm different activities that you could choose from. So you can have that conversation with your kiddos depending on their age to have topics under math or topics they're curious about under science or under books they're interested in in reading. And something that we really, really want to emphasize is that this is going to be different for every family because families have different work schedules. I think I shared in that episode that if I had been a school-age child and this had happened, I would have been home with my grandma because my mom had to work, right? And we would have been watching soap operas and I would have been reading some. And so I want to say to any parents, caregivers out there that are feeling anxious about the school year, yes, teachers are feeling anxious too. And Every teacher I know is really thinking about how to make this work for your family. 
it's going to be sticky. There's going to be a learning curve. This is brand new. Even though you did in the spring, this is going to be brand new starting a school year in distance learning. And I think the word that I hope that I'm holding on to this fall is to have grace with yourself because, you know, families who are working at home or even if let's say you're not working and you have more flexibility in terms of working with your kids. Some kids don't want to work with their parents on a math lesson or some kids are not being as successful in a Zoom online setting. So it's really going to be different for every single family. And maybe sometimes the hour by hour schedule works and then maybe sometimes you have to say, okay, today we've got to do that top three. So we hope that it'll give you some tools and some ideas to kind of help start thinking about how you're going to structure this fall. Bethany, I like how you are talking about being flexible. And I feel like the word that I have for this fall, surprisingly, is fun because I can get really stuck with the idea of checking off all the boxes Mm. that I forget to plan in some fun and forget that I can have fun with my kids during this time as well. So whether it's daily or weekly, plan in some time for fun also, because they do that in the classroom as well. Make sure that that's getting planned into your day too. So the relationship with your kids is still there as it also kind of changes when you're becoming the teacher as well. That's huge. I'm really, really glad you pointed that out. I knew this was going to lead back to fun somehow. I knew it had to. So again, if you need some tips on scheduling for this coming fall, check back in with episode 84, Simple Schedules for Less Than Simple Times. And if you find that you have a question about schedules or about organizing or just about your kiddos doing distance learning and you want to chat with a current teacher and a former teacher, we are more than happy to answer questions to the best of our ability. So you can email us hello at adbpodcast.com or you can leave us a voicemail on our voicemail line 858-480-7722. Autumn, can I say one more thing before we go off of back to school? Sure. I have still been barraged with back to school shopping emails. How do you feel about that? It is a little strange. Autopilot, like they just. Yes, but also people feel like they might need to set up a classroom in their home. Yeah, that's true. Which, by the way, you don't have to do that. I mean, yes, a space is important, knowing that this space is for our work together. But having a whole classroom set up, just I don't think is is reasonable. No, I don't think so. But if buying brand new crayons is like your fun for the week. That might be... (laughs) That is pretty fun, actually. (laughs) I know, having brand new crayons. That is true. (laughs) That is really fun. We are going to play a mini interview. I don't know if you remember, a couple months ago, as a celebration for the end of our 10-day challenge, A to B Podcast and Space for Living Organizing had a little giveaway, and it was to win a free virtual organizing session with Autumn. And if you didn't know already, Autumn does in-person organizing in like the San Diego area, but she also does virtual organizing. And I was really, really excited to talk with the winner of that virtual organizing session. Her name is Anna. And I asked her if I could sit down with her for a minute and talk to her about what that was like to have a virtual organizing session with Autumn. Partially because I don't really talk to Autumn's clients. Like, I don't, when would I talk to her organizing clients? Never. There needs to be some privacy. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, never. But this was fun for me because I got to talk to somebody else who had worked with Autumn and find out that, yeah, she really is nicer to her clients than she is to me. (laughs) I'm just teasing. It's true. It was a blast to talk to Anna and to hear what it was like to have a virtual organizing session with Autumn. Now, she not only did her free session, but she was hooked and she had more sessions after that. So I got a chance to sit down with her and we want to share our conversation here. Well, first of all, will you introduce yourself? My name's Anna. I live in Los Angeles, California, and I'm a single mom of a very bright 15-year-old boy. Had you ever worked with a professional organizer before? I had not. This was my first experience. So then virtual organizing was definitely new to you. Yes, definitely. So before you worked with Autumn, what did you expect when you first signed on for a virtual organizing session? I don't know exactly what my expectations were. I had been listening to your podcast for a few months. I actually just stumbled across it because I felt like it was finally time for me to get on organizing mode. So I heard yours and then I rewound all the way back at one. I started from the very beginning and I was committed to like just listening to you. So I started working on a few things here and there. And then when you guys were talking about the virtual, I was kind of intrigued because that happened, I think, before quarantine. But then after quarantine, I was thinking, this is my opportunity. I always say I don't have enough time. I'm never home and long enough to deal with some of this clutter and just organizing. And I figured during quarantine, I'm not going to learn to play a new instrument. I'm not going to write a book, but I can definitely organize my home. This seems (laughs) attainable. And I knew that you guys could help. So I figured I had nothing to lose, really. Oh, that's wonderful. Now, I think Autumn said you were actually the winner of the free organizing session, right? That's right. Yeah. So I entered the contest and I figured, okay, this might be interesting. And then once she did that first one, I was like, okay, I need more. (laughs) You were hooked after that first session you had with her. Yes, I was definitely hooked. And I actually, when I signed up for it, I told her that, and I'm not even lying about this. I told her this felt like a spa, like a treatment for me. I'm like, I know it sounds kind of weird, but it's like, this is a quarantine version of treat yourself. (laughs) (laughs) I love that so much. However, I would like to say that when Autumn works with me, it does not feel like a spa. She is pushing me. (laughs) But we always say on the podcast, that's because we've been friends for over 20 years. With her clients, I think she has a little bit more of a a loving demeanor. (laughs) (laughs) But she doesn't ever say you have to get rid of X amount, right? And there's some things where she's like, well, if you don't want to get rid of it yet, that's okay. And then there's other times where I'm like, okay, I'm ready. I start just trashing things. She's like, well, hold on. Like, are you good? (laughs) And it's so simple. Sometimes she just gives you that permission to get rid of things if you want to. And I think that was one of the biggest challenges with me is the guilt around getting rid of things like gifts that you don't really necessarily need and just hearing from her. Okay, you enjoyed the gift when it was given to you. You felt the good thoughts from that person that thought of you when they were out and it did its job. Like, does it really need to be sitting anywhere in your house where you're just basically having to dust it? I was like, okay, no. So I had to confess to my sister because she gave me like a little sign and I told her, okay, I really appreciate the gift. I said, but you might see it at my mom's house because I usually funnel things through my mom and she will figure out if she wants to give them to any of her neighbors or set up a a yard sale. I said, you might see it at my mom's. I just want to prepare you. (laughs) But I really loved the gesture and it really gave me a good laugh at the moment. I said, but I just want to let you know that it's not going to stay at the house. And she's like, okay, can I have it back? And I'm like, yes, please. Oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. (laughs) 
I was just thinking, I remember um, in one of your episodes, you guys were talking to the guy from uh, Clean Sweep. Yes, Peter Walsh. Peter Walsh. Yes. So he was saying, like, if you look at the bottom of the stack of the magazines, like what happened on this month and this year. So I think one of my challenges was actually after my divorce. I did a good job of like kind of organizing the things that I saw in the spaces that we lived, but then I stacked it all in that like spare bedroom of things I didn't want to deal with at that time. Yes, uh-huh. And I've been over that whole situation for a while, but I just hadn't really wanted or had the time to deal with, okay, what's in here? Is it stuff that I even want? Is it, and a lot of it was just paperwork, silly things like that, but I kind of just paused that part of my life. Isn't that interesting? It really is. But you were then ready. You were ready to dive in now. But what a trip that you saw and you're like, okay, I know exactly the moment in time this, you know? Oh, yeah. But that makes total sense. You're going through a huge transition. Of course, you're going to kind of push some of that aside. And it was so easy to do because we didn't need to use that spare bedroom. I could just put everything in there and forget about it for a few years. Yes. Now we have a much more usable space in our home. What would you say to anyone considering virtual organizing for the first time? I would say just definitely do it. You have nothing to lose and so much to gain. Like, I feel like I'm in control now. I feel like I can just make beautiful looking spaces with things that I had that had been lost in the clutter before. And she's given me such really great ideas that just simplify my life in so many ways. For example, one of the things that I that we came across as I was going through my clutter with her, my son and I, from when he was a lot younger, um, whenever we would go on walks or hikes, we would pick up yeah, little rocks and things. And as I was going through, I started collecting all the rocks in one area. And I said, OK, like, what am I supposed to do with all these rocks? I don't necessarily just want to throw them in the backyard, but I don't know what to do with these rocks. And they are sort of meaningful. I don't know exactly where we got each of them, but I know that they all were part of our little walks or little adventures that we had. So she gave me the suggestion to put them in a glass jar. And now I have that on my desk that I just set up also because now I need a desk at home during quarantine so we can work from home. But they're like the most beautiful thing. And I set that up when my son was at his dad's over the weekend. And when he came home this week, he was like, Mom, I really love how those rocks look. That's such a great idea. And I was like, wow, you actually noticed that? Oh, I love that. Yes, and I can enjoy it now instead of like seriously before they were probably in like three different boxes. Yeah, just scattered about. Yeah. Yeah, they were everywhere. So it was really nice to have that and especially for him to notice. (laughs) He felt like it was special too. So I was like, oh, this is good. That's like one example of a tool or just an idea that she gave me. But she gave me so many little pointers along the way that I can apply to different things that I'm working on, that I can continue to think about ways to simplify my life. And I swear, everybody that I talk to about it, I tell them, you have to do this. I know for sure I was definitely ready to make a change and to work on it. So I think that mindset did help. But I feel like after that first session, like you said, I was definitely hooked. I thought, wow, I can do so much more. That's awesome. And as you're talking, I'm nodding along because it is so empowering and it's exciting. And I think that's one of the goals of the podcast and also when she's working with folks to empower them with tools so that they can feel like, wait a second, this isn't impossible. I can do this. I am so grateful for both of you. I look forward to all of your podcasts. You can't even imagine in the ways that you've changed my life. Like you really have. Oh my goodness. Okay. You (laughs) totally made our day. (laughs) Another plug for Autumn and her organizing. She was super, super flexible. 
there was one time where I was expecting to work from home and something came up where I actually had to come into the office, which was unusual during quarantine. I've been working from home. I reached out to her and I said, I don't know if we should cancel or what we should do. And then I realized the office space that I had left, I was thinking we were going to be gone for two weeks. Right. So I've had stacks of papers and I'm unfortunately, I'm also one of those people that use visual cues. So I had literal stacks of papers. You know, I, you know, I hear you on that. You know, I, do. <laughs> I hear you. I, but I realized I don't know when we're coming back. Visual cues are not helping me right now. I'm not at my desk. Right. I wish I would have taken a before and after. All of the stacks of paper are gone. My office feels beautiful and clean and functional. And it's just a great feeling. I actually had to take a picture of it for my boss because he'll always tell me, you know, we can get you help for organizing if you need somebody to help you file or what have you. And I was like, okay, I know it's a mess, but this helps me function. And, you know, you can't mess with genius. This, this is <laughs> but, but when I went through it with her, I was like, wow, you know, this actually helps me and I can still work and I can still know what I'm doing or what I need to get done. And the reality is I hadn't been working with that clutter for the last, I think, two or three months by then. So I knew I didn't need those visual cues. I needed to come up with other tools because I was in a completely different space. So stepping away from what you thought you needed, it gave you this whole fresh perspective. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's so interesting. The fact that it helped you and moving towards that sense of what you want your home to be. I always tell Autumn, the name of her business, Space for Living, is so perfect because that's really what you're trying to create. It's space for living and it's not living the way she wants your life to look. It's the way you want your life to look. So I love that. And it's just so beautiful to hear about your experience. I have a goal. I need to get through a couple more boxes so that I can have better questions for her. Now that I've been through a few, it's like, okay, I'll figure out what my pain points are and then maybe she can help me through those hurdles. There you go. Yes. Because she's just been really helpful throughout this whole process. So now that I've done a few sessions, I want to see how much can I do on my own and then figure out where am I getting stuck and have her maybe help me with those. That was with me and sentimentals. I knew I needed support for that. It's not an impossible task, but I knew, like you said, a pain point. That was something I was really overwhelmed by. And those are the moments where, wait a second, it's okay to ask for help. Yeah. Autumn's not attached to Wendy, my cabbage patch doll. She's not attached. <laughs> she's, <laughs> she's fine. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad you're listening. And thank you so much for taking the time this morning to chat. Oh, well, thank you both. I really, really appreciate all of the content that you've put out and all of the time that you've given me. It's been amazing. Oh, well, we'll keep putting them out. You keep listening. Will do. Bye. Wow. Thank you, Anna. That was so nice. Right? I loved talking to Anna. So if you are convinced that virtual organizing could work for you, head on over to spaceforlivingorganizing.com and check out the services page. Check out virtual organizing. You should have seen Anna did such an amazing job with being able to get her space organized. And she really just started taking the lead and being able to conquer spaces that we hadn't even got to yet after our sessions were over. You need that little push. And then once you start, you're like, oh, wait, I can do this. You are very good at giving that push, usually gentle push. And if you missed our virtual organizing giveaway, that was for our newsletter subscribers. And we are contemplating doing more of that. So if you haven't yet, you can sign up for our newsletter. We send out information every now and then about the podcast. And you can sign up for that also on spaceforlivingorganizing.com.
Bethany, in our last episode, we went over four tips to answer the question, how can I get my partner organized? But also, how can I get my family organized? And that was episode 90. And we briefly talked about when you're working with your family, focusing on the small daily habits that can help you with organization. It was a really small part of the episode, but I love habits and I love how just that daily thing can help move you to your long-term goals. We have talked about little organizing habits and little organizing shortcuts in a couple different episodes, Bethany. Episode 80, we talked about my top three decluttering tips. And then the other episode was episode 41, Life Hacks You'll Be Happy You Tried. And then episode 61, I told you we did a lot of these, Finding Shortcuts was another episode where it's like looking for those little things in your day that can help it go smoother and easier. You don't have to spend hours on getting organized. And to be clear, we are not saying that you should listen to those and try them all out. But guaranteed, if you listen to any of those episodes, you will find at least one or two to try incorporating. Yeah, there are definitely organizing tips and tricks that will speak to you personally. And the other ones that don't, it's fine. Different organizing styles, different personality styles. You'll find one that works for you. But I really wanted to go back to spending more time on those three daily habits that we were talking about because I think they're super important. I know that sometimes we feel like, oh, I need to do a whole big home organization. I got to clean out my house. I got to set aside two weekends to do this. And yes, that is one way to do organizing. But another way is just to stay focused on those daily habits that can help your home and yourself just become a little bit more organized. Well, and kind of how these are ideas and habits that are going to lead towards a more organized life, towards a more organized home these things will make a difference in your home if you start building them into your everyday. Yes. We've talked about cleaning a lot lately. We had our interview with Clean Mama, episode 86. That is another episode that I think will be the mainstay that we'll refer to so much because she has great strategies for spreading out your home cleaning throughout the week that makes it a little bit more manageable. She lists out the different habits that she does daily and weekly that helps her stay on top of her home. And we have also talked about it in episode 60, when you don't have time to spring clean, I shared some of my habits that I make sure to try to do daily to help my home stay clean. And one of my number ones is to make your bed, because I think that's one of those habits that can just start your day off. When your bed is made, your room will stay cleaner. You won't start throwing things on your bed because it doesn't matter. Your bed's not made. So what's the point? <laughs> I will tell you, I, this is not something that I prescribe to. However, I made the bed the other day and Eric, he came home from work. I'm in the kitchen and I hear him say, whoa, you made the bed. It was like it gave him a little boost. I know that making the bed every day doesn't speak to you personally, but I feel like you need to give it a try. I feel like if you tried it for one week, you would see the benefits. I'm going to do it. I'm going to try it. I don't know because I feel like you said that when we interviewed Clean Mama. We did. But here's the thing about it. You tried to poke holes into my logic because I said the reason I don't make my bed is because you want to let it air, like just let the sheets just air out overnight, right? So they're nice and fresh. I don't know what you're talking about. Do your sheets stink? Do you need to change your no. sheets? No, I wash my sheets quite regularly. <laughs> it's more about every human during the night may perspire a little bit. I don't know. You know when you sleep, the fresh air just kind of whipping through the sheets during the day. When you get back into bed, they're like are all nice and cool. Hold on. Yes. Do you have your windows open in your house? Is yes. the air like flowing through? Yes. 
No, it is not. I've been to your house. (laughs) You don't have a breeze. Oh my goodness. You're acting like you hang your sheets up on a line. That would be nice. You're in a downy commercial or something. (laughs) You poked holes in my logic. I don't even know where you got this idea. I don't know either. I wish I did so that I could quote it and reference it because I'm sure it was from a reliable source. But here's the thing. What I hear you saying to me is that the habit of making my bed will give me more reward than having the air whip through the sheets all day. Yes, I I think that that is true. I do make my bed. I've had zero repercussions (laughs) from not letting my sheets air out. Well, nothing's ever happened to me. Here's another difference, though. Your bed is very pretty. I don't know if you want to take a photo of your your bed. bed can be just as pretty if you made it. (laughs) Okay, okay. There's always one thing in each episode that I have to, like, stick you about. (laughs) Bethany? Yes. You don't have to make your bed if you don't want to, but I think you should try it. And I I just said I'm going to try it, and you said I wasn't. I didn't believe you. I don't remember this particular episode, but we kind of talked about how when you change, when there's some shift, sometimes that can help buoy you and help other changes take place as well, right? Because if something changes in your home, it's like, oh, well, now we just do this differently because this other thing changed, right? Yeah. I was thinking of that for you because before it didn't really matter. You didn't make your bed and then you left for work. But now you're home all day and you're walking in and out of your bedroom seeing this unmade bed (laughs) not only that (laughs) but we got a new bed which is a big deal with a headboard you know at the mattress store they'll give you like the metal frame Mm -hmm. I've always had that I always thought well that's fine whatever we got a bed with a headboard and it is so bizarre in fact it's still a little strange to me like the other night I woke up and I turned my head and I'm like what it oh it's a headboard like I still don't I still don't quite get it other than decorative purposes but it is lovely so now that I've changed that why not also try to incorporate this new habit of making the bed I I love it I can't wait to hear how your week of making the bed goes (laughs) but one thing I want to point out this tip is beyond making the bed it is you're right it's also about clean habit like cleaning And Clean Mama has some really great daily and weekly tasks, but even if you don't follow the Clean Mama routine, which is totally worth checking out, I loved the tips you gave in episode 60 about you don't have to devote this huge amount of time to deep cleaning your home in order to see and feel the difference. Something like making your bed or wiping down the counters, those little things add up and they help you have a home that feels and actually is more clean. I think taking a minute to decide what your top five daily things are going to be, whether it's making the bed or whether you like to do a load of laundry every day. When you say your daily, what are your daily? So my five daily that are dishes to make sure that's done. The counters are part of the dishes. Making the bed, having like a five to ten minute pickup with the family so that everybody's putting away their things that have been left out. Doing like a quick wipe down of the bathroom counters. That's just enough to keep the house looking tidy. Another one would be just a quick sweep under the stools in the kitchen for crumbs and stuff. So taking a minute to think about what are your top five that you do. And I'm sure you are already doing five things a day to keep your house tidy. So maybe just being intentional about having those written out and knowing that these are the habits that you're focusing on and then focusing on those with the rest of your family as well. Yeah. Our first thing that will help you build a more organized home, organized life is figure out what your daily habits are 
around cleaning, around keeping a clean and organized space. Yes. And from our 10-minute challenge, we saw the power that 10 minutes of organizing can do. So if you start incorporating a 5 to 10-minute cleanup with the family, you're going to see impact. And if you need some ideas for different spaces that we focused on in the show notes of episode 85, there is a blank 10-day challenge form that you can print out and fill in your own spaces that you want to start working on. That's adbpodcast.com slash 85. Our second tip that will help you move towards a more organized life is asking the question, what is the next action I'm going to take with this item? And I specifically mentioned kids' paper and talking about if a kid has a paper, what am I doing with this paper next? Or asking your child, what do you want to do with this paper next? Do you want to keep working on it? I wanted to talk about this again because I wanted to emphasize the fact that asking questions about items is really a skill that will help you make decisions about clutter. So the mail comes in, you're asking what needs to be done with this? Where is it going to live? We have a tendency sometimes to set things down on a counter or a flat surface without actually thinking about what is the next action or what's the next step I'm going to do with something. So when you are forcing yourself or you have that practice of continuing to ask yourself the question, what am I going to be doing with this next? It helps you from putting an item down without thinking about it because sometimes it's just the laziness of not wanting to go through that thought process. And this is a habit that forces you to make those quick decisions instead of postponing those decisions about items. And when you don't decide about something, it leads to clutter. Actually, our friend, dare I say our friend, Peter Walsh, one of his favorite quotes is, later is the best friend of clutter. That's right, because you just put it down and you say, later, I'll get to this. While we focus more on kids' paper and helping to support your kiddos in learning how to make those decisions, I really, truly have seen the impact in practicing that for myself because I have started to just make a little bit of quicker decisions with things. And sometimes I found that I wasn't only putting off the to-do, but I was putting off the decision about it. Well, yeah. For instance, if you have something that's broken and then you just put it back or you put it down on a counter without actually deciding, is it worth fixing? What's the step that needs to be done for me to fix it? Or it's not even worth the time for me to fix it. And so you could just throw it in the trash right then. So if you don't walk through those questions, you're just putting it down on a counter. And that's what we're trying to avoid. I think you get better at noticing when you're doing that. So I... (laughs) I have this pair of socks that I really liked and they had a hole in the heel and I took them out of the drawer. I started to put them on and I saw that it had the hole. I was like, oh yeah, this has that big hole in the heel. I started to put it back in the drawer and I caught myself like, wait, I am not going to darn these socks, right? They're lovely, They're but they're from Target. They're not collector socks, right? Look at you throwing out the word darn. <laughs> Wow. So I put them in the trash and I don't know why that felt so difficult other than I was like, I could probably still get a few wears out of them, but they weren't comfortable because they had a huge hole in the heel. And that may sound small, but I know that wasn't the first time I came across those socks with a hole because obviously because I put them in the wash and they they got washed and folded and put in the drawer. So that repeated delay of decision when I just had to say, am I keeping these or not? No. And they went in the trash. That's right. Okay. So the tip for right now is go through your underwear drawer and your sock drawer right now and throw (laughs) away all those holy items. So it's true that it's a muscle. If you get tempted to put something down and to delay the decision, practice asking yourself the question, okay, what is the next thing that has to happen with this item? 
And I mentioned that I designated a drawer that is kind of like a pending drawer where if something is broken or I'm waiting on something, it can go in that drawer, like it goes on my to-do list, but then it can go in that drawer. So knowing that I have that has helped me kind of to take care of some of the clutter. That's a great tip, Bethany. What what do you do when the drawer gets full? Well, it hasn't happened yet, but I- Yes! <laughs> That's perfect. That gives you that limit of like, okay, this pending drawer is getting full now, so I need to start deciding what's going to happen next with these items. Yeah. I think that's a great tip. And it kind of leads into our third habit for today that we're going to talk about, which is putting things away after you use them. As you're clearing the clutter from your home, you do come across items like you mentioned. Okay, I would love to put this away, but it doesn't have a home to live. And so creating a home for it like you did for items that are still in between projects. Isn't there a motto that there's something that says, don't put it down, put it away? Isn't there a plaque? I'm sure there is. (laughs) Or if not, you just made it right now. (laughs) I think putting things away after you use them sounds like, yes, obviously. Obviously you do that. And I think it's harder than it actually sounds, especially if you have kids. I know sometimes you are like, yeah, I would do that, except my kids never would. And I think this goes back to the idea that you're building these habits in your family and it's not going to happen automatically and it's something that I'm still working on myself. I have a few tricks that I love, Bethany. This one I heard from someone and I do not know who to reference them, but this was a trick for when you put something in the microwave, however long the microwave is going for, so say it's going for a minute, you spend a minute in your kitchen like putting things away or like doing a quick dish and you try to see well, this is where it comes back to racing again, but you try to see how much you can do in one minute. You are so competitive. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like a little microwave trick. It's a built-in timer right there. If you can jet to another room and put something away, I mean, that's like five extra points. (laughs) So that's one way just to make it fun while you're putting things away. Another one that you've probably heard before is when you leave a room, you take something with you to put away. So it's kind of like a quick, easy two-minute way to start putting things away. Yeah, I've gotten better at that. If we're in the living room and I'm walking towards the kitchen, just grab something to take with me because there's always a glass there or, you know, something, a napkin, whatever that you can just take with you. You're already walking that way. Don't leave empty handed. I know this happens a lot with stairs. People will put things on their stairs to carry up with them the next time they go up the stairs. People even have a stair basket that they put things in and then you carry the stair basket up with you. I know somebody made a lot of money on the stair basket. So there was this video... And it was like a teen had posted it saying, it, it must have been like a TikTok or something. They were like me ignoring the stuff my mom left at the stairs. And like there's there's the stair basket and it has stuff in it to go up. And that you yeah. see the teen like filming the basket and then their face and they just like walk up the stairs and ignore it. And I was like, that's cold. That's cold. <laughs> <laughs> I bet people have a bunch of tips on how they do that with stairs. Neither Bethany or I have stairs, so. Well, I have stairs to get to my home, but yeah, not inside. Okay, you want to put things away, but then if your item doesn't have a home. Yes, good question. I talked about how if I'm pending, so it's not something that I need to make a permanent home for, my little drawer has helped with that, but... You know, what if you're like, I don't even know where this goes. If something doesn't have a home, I would put it with like items. So for instance, you took your umbrella and you put it in your rain boots. So you put your like items together. Do you guys remember when I told you about that in the episode that I searched for my umbrella for a good 15 minutes and I couldn't find it? But I had put it in my rain boots. Which was super smart. And now guess what? Now I'll never forget. Yeah. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) So if they don't have a home, focus on putting it with other like items. 
I have an example. So my husband, well, when he moved in, he has a lot more like gadgets than I do, like these speakers that he likes to put on his bike and then headphones. And I don't know what some of these things are. (laughs) They're just kind of like tech doodads, right? And they would always be on the table. And I'm just like, what are all these little doodads? Finally, I put a basket and that basket is just for tech stuff. So it's not that I need a specific headphone drawer or I need a specific headphone holder. No, but it's this category of things that are tech in some way and belong to my husband and they go in this basket. That to me feels like an example of something that didn't have a home and I said, okay, what is a good enough home? He knows it's probably gonna be in there and it was general enough that I was able to put a lot of the same types of things in there. I think that's a good example because I've also done that when I'm helping clients get organized and they come across cords or items they don't know what it goes to but you don't wanna throw it away in case that it does belong to something. So you put it with other like items so that when you are looking for a certain cord to something, to your camera, let's say you would go look in the cord container. (laughs) And if that disorganization of the cords or whatever items you're talking about, if that bugs you, you can have it be one of those small spaces that you spend 10 minutes on that we talked about in our 10-day challenge. You could add that to the list. So one day I will go through this tech gadget bin and kind of sort through this and organize it. But right now I'm just putting things away where they would go or the like with the like. And I love too that you have a little drawer for if you have games or missing pieces, if your kids are missing a piece of something or if there's a game that's missing a piece, they know where to look. You have a little tiny drawer where it's like it's going to be in there. Yeah, that's a lost toy drawer. Yeah, you don't have to take the time to go get the game out, put the piece in there. It's like, nope, it goes in there. That's their job. Yeah. If you have Legos, just have a random (laughs) spot for Legos. Make sure. This is where those random Legos go. So I think the big thing with this tip is it actually has a bigger impact than you think to put things away after you use them. And if you truly find that something doesn't have a home, it is worth finding a home or creating a home because otherwise it's just kind of this like ongoing pesky problem. And what can you just solve, right? What what can you solve and get done? So it doesn't have to be something elaborate. It could be a little drawer where the pending items go. It can be a little drawer where the lost toys go. It can be a drawer where tech things go. Just getting that problem taken care of. It's like, nope, it's done. Yes, keeping it super simple. So those are our three habits that can help lead you to a more organized home. And of course, they're not all encompassing, but these are three that we think are really important. So if you need a place to start, this would be a great place to start. And a place to start would be picking one of these to try. That's true. You don't have to do it all. (laughs) So the first one, make your bed slash come up with what are your daily clean habits. The second one, instead of delaying a decision, get better at making quick decisions by asking the question, what is the next thing that has to happen with this item? And finally, don't put things down, put them away. And we gave a couple tips under that to help you with that idea of putting things away. And we'd love to hear if you have daily organizing habits that help you stay more organized in your home. We'd love to hear what they are. You can, again, email us, hello at adbpodcast.com, or you can leave us a voicemail on our voicemail line, 858-480-SPACE. You can also find us on Facebook or Instagram at A to B Podcast. And before you're done with your podcast time for the day, please head on over to iTunes and leave a rating or review. It helps us to know what you like about the show. And most importantly, it helps others to find our show. And we will be checking in on Insta stories, Bethany, about your making the bed (laughs) challenge. I know. I'm ready to try. I'm ready to try. In fact, when we hang up from this call, I'm going to go make my bed. Even though it's 2.51 p.m., 
You could pick a different daily habit if you really need those <laughs> sheets to air out. It, it, it sounds like I like sweat profusely or something. No, the daily habit that I really was working on was dishes and the, remember our flat surfaces? Those, yeah, but I feel like you got that down. Uh, you have that now. It's time to move on to the next one. Yes, you're right. But last night I was sitting on the couch and I did not want to go do those dishes. And I got up and did them because that's my daily habit. You're right. Because we're not focusing on perfection of that it just happens automatically and I'm so perfect. It's about progress and you've made a lot of progress. Hey, thanks. You know what? Sometimes I think about how this idea of being organized feels like some pie in the sky dream. And then we have an episode like this where we break it down into these really manageable steps. And it truly does lead to a more organized home, a more organized life. And that is what I want to celebrate, that it doesn't have to be these big, sweeping, giant efforts to become more organized. It really is the accumulation of these little things. So thank you for that reminder. Yes, those little daily things. No big garage clean out necessary. Although, you can do that later. You can do that later. (laughs) Thanks so much for listening. Bye for now. Bye. These things will make a difference if you start building them into your everyday. Yes. Well, except for tip one, because that doesn't speak to me personally. I'm cutting that out. (laughs) 